need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Hi, and welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Leanne DeSanto, and I'm honored to be with you today. And I'm also excited to be streaming to you live on our Rise Up For You Facebook page. And as always, our podcast can be found on all the major platforms. So don't forget to subscribe and like our Facebook page so you know when I'm going live and you can join in on the conversation. Now, as always, our podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. So if you haven't grabbed your free Becoming Your Best Self Startup Kit, you can do that in two ways. You can go to our website, riseupforyou.com, and grab it there. Or you can text Rise Podcast to 797979. That's Rise Podcast, all one word, to 797979. And you'll be supported both personally and professionally. Now, if you have ever had writer's block or wanted to write a book and just didn't know where to start, you are in the right place today. My guest is Rhonda Salvestrini, and she is a writing coach and ghostwriter, and she is on a mission to help writers kiss their stuck goodbye. Isn't that great? And to also find confidence in their voice as an authority and to connect with their audience through authenticity. Now, with 25 years experience as a professional writer, she's helped aspiring writers publish their story, longtime authors complete their memoirs, Entrepreneurs reach new clients and TEDx speakers bring their audience to its feet. So please welcome Rhonda to the podcast. Hello. Hello, Leanne. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Super excited for today's conversation. So let's dive in. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Ah, you gave me a great intro. Yes, I am a writing coach and ghostwriter and I really help entrepreneurs and nonfiction writers who are struggling with writing to kiss their stuck goodbye. I know how emotional writing can be and can really leave you feeling defeated and frustrated. So I want to help people get through that so that they can write confidently and really reach their audience through authenticity. I love that. And I love your um, I love what you really do believe in, which is the best writing happens when you have nothing to lose, when you're in the zone and writing bravely and fearlessly. I love yes. that. That's, yes. that's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us how to do it. All <laughs> uh, right. Well, I, you know, just I think we all get into our heads when it comes to writing. We don't know what topics to write about. We don't believe that we're writers. We don't we just don't know where to start. So we're staring at a blank screen that's really kind of mocking us. And we just don't know what to do. So you know, I work with a lot of clients who feel that way. You know, I've worked with longtime authors, first time authors. And when you're stuck, it's just it's best to step away from it for a bit. You're not going to really be productive if you're pushing through it. That's not going to help. It's not going to make you feel good and you're mm-hmm. not going to be productive. So I always say, go step away from it. Just step away from your work for a bit. Go take a walk give yourself space to really find a new perspective and explore something creative and thoughtful. Think about something other than writing because 
you're just going to get into your head and it's going to make you angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, um, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, so much in this word stuck, right? Is right. it, is it stuck just even being able to get the thoughts on paper? Is it stuck to, uh, you know, format paragraphs and sentences and do all that pretty stuff. Cause I know for me in the past when I've, I've tried to write either, um, you know, content for a, a blog or a video I was going to do, it would, I would just do so much editing, you know, self editing. Yeah. I would write a sentence. Oh, I don't like that. Don't like that. And, and it's just so time consuming. So how do you get past that to just, you know, I hear about people in this automatic writing and it just flows. And I'm like, how do you get that to happen? <laughs> I love, I love that you brought that up because that's one of the things that I really coach my clients on is don't self edit, set a time limit for your writing and write uninterrupted, write with abandon, write bravely and fearlessly. Don't edit, just allow yourself that space, give yourself that permission to just write. Cause you don't want to keep going back and editing. You're just, again, like you said, you're just going to keep being stuck on that step, if you will. So just write everything out. And, you know, I love Ernest Hemingway used to say that your first draft, and he would say a, a expletive, but is is kind of crappy. Right. You want your first draft to be raw. You want it to be genuine. And that's really where some of the best nuggets come out. When you just allow yourself to write for 30 minutes uninterrupted, you're going to be amazed at what comes out of you because you aren't limiting your thoughts. You aren't editing your content. You're just allowing yourself to write. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I think that is uh, a big, a big issue for people because it's, it's perfection, right? We get into yep. that spiral of it has to be perfect the first time. And, and like you said, so many authors write multiple versions and switch things around and move things around. So is there, I mean, I guess if, you know, talking about writing for different things, if we're talking about a book, is there a, a basically like a format that you recommend that, that writers start with? So a book is, is, it's a big project. A book is a big commitment. So I always uh, walk my clients through, yes, a process. Let's start with your objective. Let's start with your audience. Who are you writing this for? Why are you writing this? And really, what do you want your reader to accomplish? What is the overall goal of, of your book? You want to have those clear in your head so you know why you're doing it. You don't want to just sit down and write a book. You want to be thoughtful and, and intentional about it. And once we get past that, which that's just, you know, scratching the surface of what we do, mm -hmm. We work on an outline because your outline is your roadmap that's going to guide you along and your 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 outline won't be set in stone it will give you a place to start you will change it you should be changing it multiple times but like i said it's a nice roadmap to allow you to start filling in the details you want to make sure you cover so you're not missing those really important pieces of information that you want to give your audience. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about an outline. And then when you want to start writing, when you're ready to start writing, you can start on different sections where you feel inspired based on your outline. So again, that's just a very quick overview of how I guide my 
clients through, but having an outline, understanding your objective, understanding why you want to write this really helps set the tone and and really your mindset for for writing your book. Yeah, absolutely. Now, does an outline look like chapters or more like content you want to hit and then you kind of filter it into chapters later? I think it can be both. Mm -hmm. And I love that it can be chapters. It should be chapters. You know, it. Uh, what do we want to talk about here? So you maybe come up with your chapter title or the, the title you think you want. Everything evolves with a book, which is so beautiful. It's this birthing, if you will. And then in between each, each chapter title is where you can start filling in your golden nuggets mm -hmm. and really those high level pieces of information that you want to write about. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, is is writing for a book and the outline and the foundation like we're talking about, is that similar to, say, writing for a blog or writing for a video maybe that you want to do? You know, is, how do they differ? Absolutely. So I think that they are the same in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people think that the I can't write a book, a book is just too much. But really, when you start with blogs, when you start with industry articles, all of those can transition into chapters for your book or places mm -hmm. to start for your book. So you always want to understand the audience you're writing for. First and foremost, who am I writing this for? And you might have your target audience or your target client, or you might have a couple. So who are you writing this for? And you want to put that person in your space. So you feel like you're having a conversation with them. So you are identifying them and so that they feel like you are writing for them. So I believe that they are very similar. A book is just going to have so much more information because even in your blog, you want to have an objective. What's the purpose for writing this piece? What do I want my reader to get out of it? And what are the, the headlines and the outline? What is that that I want to accomplish in writing this? So yes, an outline is always a good place to start. And I know a lot of people write without them, mm -hmm. which is perfectly fine. I know sometimes I do too. I like having just a little bit of a roadmap just to get your ideas down, to really understand how you're guiding your reader through your story. Mm, yeah. I like to use the bullet point approach myself sometimes. And that's, that's a little bit of your roadmap. A lot of people do that. A lot of my clients use the bullet points and I, I think it's genius. You're giving yourself a roadmap because if you think about it, you're really guiding your reader through your story. You're mm -hmm. taking them on this journey. So how are you doing that? Where are they stopping for new information to transition through the story? Yeah. Yeah. I also want to talk about, um, formatting in a way because I know when I read something and it's one big glob of a paragraph or you know it's just hard for the eye to follow you know right. what I like when it's broken up and there's bolded headlines and you know for me it's just way simpler right so <laughs> formatting is there any strategy around that that you you share with your clients I do yes especially when it comes to blog posts and industry articles I mean those can be very content dense like you said just one big 
<laughs> paragraph, right. like a Virginia Woolf novel, just one big on run on sentence. <laughs> right. It's always great about every 100 to 100 words to break it up with imagery, mm. add a, a little video, add an image that complements the content and really guides the reader through the story on a different um, medium, if you will. Mm -hmm. Infographics are great. Something else to help digest that information because we all learn differently. Mm -hmm. We, you know, there are visual learners, there are auditory learners. So you wanna make sure you're reaching your audience, kind of hitting all of those senses, if you will, at least a couple of them. So they're digesting their your information. And again, not feeling like, I have to expend all of this energy to read your content. You right. want to help them through a little bit with some imagery and break it up. Yeah. Yeah. That for me makes just a huge difference. Cause I think, yeah, sometimes it's, you can look at something and you just see, like you said, that big run on sentence. It looks so <laughs> like, no, forget it. You know, it's right. like, Exactly. Because it's, it's going to, it's going to take too much energy to get through this. It's like, no, just no. <laughs> well, we keep hearing that our attention is like that of a goldfish, right? So, right? So let's, let's entertain our readers while we're informing them and educating them. Let's keep them entertained and engaged. <laughs> exactly. You got to get their attention in seven seconds or else. Exactly. Right. And it's true. It's very true. So you want to make sure that you are capturing them and that they're not just reading your headline and moving on, that you're compelling them with your headline and inviting them into your story. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Now, more and more people are doing video, right? Yes. You know, that video is, is impactful and a lot of people are building their businesses on doing video. So what would you say, is there a difference in writing, say, a script for a video than, you know, writing content for just reading? Like, what would be some of the, the nuances there that you would maybe do differently? When you're doing video, you're speaking to your audience. You're speaking as if you're having a conversation and writing is going to take on a different personality. Now, yes, you're still talking to your audience, but you're being more intentional in how you guide them through your story so that it flows more, you're referencing content, uh, you're just, um, you're engaging them differently through your content. Whereas when you're on a video, I believe it's more informal. Mm -hmm. You can really show your personality, which is different than someone reading about your personality or reading about your expertise, if you will. Here, you can really demonstrate your expertise through your body language, verbally. Verbally is so different than context, content, excuse mm -hmm. me. So yes, you wanna have a script. Yes, you still wanna have an outline as to what you're going to say in your video, but you also wanna make sure you are allowing your audience to see your authentic self. So if you're feeling a little quirky that day, or if you're feeling a little more humorous that day, that your audience sees that because people want to do business with companies they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And so when you write content, you're really demonstrating your expertise and you're really showcasing that expertise and you're building a rapport with them. But when you do video, you're really connecting on a much more personal level. That's much more 
um, intimate, I guess you would say, because yeah. people can see you and hear your voice and get to know you differently than if they just read your content. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because I think it's sometimes if you're too scripted, right? It's just like when you speak live. I know we haven't been doing that for a long time now, but you know, we're in, on a stage, you know, you can tell when someone is, is maybe trying to follow that script in their head and mm. the word or, you know, I mean, we, you know, the audience kind of feels that energy shift too. So it's, it's having that information come through you more than, Oh, I got to remember everything like getting out of your head. Right. And right. how do you do that? Because sometimes it, it is, it, you know, you want to get these certain points across and, but if you're in your head the whole time, it, it's like the audience can, can feel that even on video too, you know, the audience can kind of feel that. Sure. Oh, that's a great point. And video is hard. Video is so difficult because we're being vulnerable. Mm. We're letting people see us raw. When we go live, I mean, it's raw. People are seeing us how we are. But at the same time, you're building that authenticity. You're building that authority. And when people see you in a vulnerable state, they're able to connect with you more. They're able to say, okay, you're just like me, like you'll mess up on video. Okay, that happens to everybody. Yes. So yes. it's just a matter of accepting and being kind to yourself. Right. And knowing that you are really educating and informing your audience on just a different platform. And they say, you know, video is 50 times more likely to rank higher than content alone. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure you're adding video to your content or mixing it up because you don't want to just write blogs. You want to make sure you are getting your voice out there across the different mediums so people get to really know and trust you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with the whole world, you know, being on Zoom, right, it's it's like a little more forgiveness if things are. Oh, <laughs> I agree. I agree. We don't we don't have to be perfect, nor should we be expected to be perfect. I mean, a lot of us don't have teams to help us out. We don't have these big crews. We're sitting in our kitchens with our ring lights and doing the best we can to get our voice out into the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think video has, has, has boomed because of that. And people are more comfortable now being on there and, and understanding it's not like it was in the past, the formal behind the podium speaker, you know? <laughs> right, right. With someone adjusting your lighting. Yeah. yeah cats jumping on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> right. But even now, which is great, is I've seen you know, Hollywood stars doing their interviews and literally their cat is behind them. So they're, it just shows that you're human and you want to connect on a very human level. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about video too, I think is, is yes, you need the content. Yes. You need to have, you know, thought it through a little bit, right. Whether you're using bullet points or a teleprompter yeah. or however you're, you know, you're doing it, but it's, it's also, um, it's also about energy, you know, less about maybe the words and how are you making them feel right? What no, exactly. I love that you said that. Yeah. Even your written content, you want to make sure you, you're making your audience feel like you're speaking to them. And in the end, how, what is the result of that? And how do they feel as a takeaway from your content? And yes, even in your videos, you want them to feel connected to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are some of the, you know, when you're coaching someone and, and, uh, 
you know, they're stuck or you're again, talking about either format or outline or, you know, getting them, what are some of the, the, you know, tips that you give them or the, the strategy around that and getting started or, you know, just, uh, you know, I've heard some writing coaches and talk about just sit for an hour, even if you write nothing, just sit for an hour every day. Or do you have any particular thing that you see has worked across the board? Yes. And I know this is old school, but my clients have had a lot of success with it and it's pen to paper. Put pen to paper. It's sometimes difficult to sit in front of a computer. We're so attached to it. But when we put pen to paper, we're slowing down our thinking and we're able to focus differently. We're using different parts of our brain. And so especially when you're just starting to think about a topic or how you want to uh, speak to your audience about it, I like to start with pen and paper to just get those nuggets out, to really think about your objective and your why and how you want your audience to feel. And I think it just gives you a different space to think about your content. And so I always suggest that. And many of my clients love it because they don't, I don't think we give ourselves the time to do that. I don't think we think pen to paper is really an actuality anymore, but mm-hmm. it is. It's so important. And so yeah. when you do that, you're just really focusing on what it is that you want to write about. Absolutely. So when you say pen to paper, do you feel there's a difference? Because I do sometimes uh, that pen to paper and writing as opposed to typing on a keyboard. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full and foremost. Yes. I, Yes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I'm writing pen to paper, I'm writing fast. And I know that I'm in my zone, if you will. Mm -hmm. But I just, I feel like I can get more in depth when I'm pen to paper first. And I don't have to write everything pen to paper. I don't have to write a full article, if you will. Mm -hmm. But I really want to understand, again, my audience What's the objective? What's the topic? What do I want my audience to get out of this? What are the takeaways? And when I have that information down, then it gives me another little roadmap, if you will, and gives me a sense of direction so that I can get started once I do sit down at the computer and I don't feel stressed. I don't feel like I'm just staring at a blank page. I feel intentional about what it is that I'm writing. Yeah, I I feel that as well, even though sometimes I can't read my writing. <laughs> right? I have that too. <laughs> but for me, I feel like I'm so old school, you know, it's like, I need to write in a notebook. And I know. <laughs> even when you go to, you know, past events and people are pulling their laptops out and typing the notes, I'm like, oh, I just can't do that. I just feel like I need to, to write it, you know, but I guess again, it's, it's what you feel most comfortable with and what works for you. But uh, yeah, I really have wondered about that and have heard different points of view on that about pen to paper being just a different connection. It is. And it's without distraction. If you think about it, you're sitting at your computer and you've got notifications coming up, you've got emails coming up. There are so many different things that uh, distract your attention to your writing. But when you're sitting pen to paper, it's just your pen and your paper and your phone might be going off, but it's it's not showing up in your face right. like it does on your computer screen. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Shut those notifications off. Right, right. But we can't. We're, you know, this is how we live. And it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But starting off, I think, with pen to paper is just a different way to connect with your audience and to really give them the best that you can of, of your expertise. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love that. Thank you so much. Some great uh, tips for people, whether it's it's writing for a blog, writing a book for video um, and how to really just get started. I love that. Pen to paper. Don't edit. Just <laughs> just write. Just really give yourself permission. Be yeah. kind to yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to ask a couple of power questions that we ask all our guests. So the first one is, what is one book that's had a massive impact on you? You know, it has to be Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. I was introduced to him during grad school and it really changed my perspective on how we come to conclusions. His whole idea of thin slicing or, you know, having very limited information to come to a conclusion that sometimes is our best decision, but also stepping back for a moment to understand the biases we put in place and really think of the context before jumping to a conclusion. And so that book made such an impact on how I approach decision making. It was fantastic. Nice. Yeah, I do love that book too. Awesome. Awesome. How about one quote that you live by? Yes. <laughs> and this one I think applies to all of us. It's by Henry Ford and it is one of my absolute favorites. And it's whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You're right. I know it's all cool. mindset. So if we know and think and believe that we can be successful, then we will. Otherwise, we won't. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We got to get out of that habit of the negative self-talk, right? Yes. We all have it. and We do. Yeah. And just noticing it and, and trying to step away from it as much as you can. Our head garbage. Yes. Yeah, totally. Totally. How about if you could leave the world with one final message, your golden nugget, what would it be? Be fearless. And this goes back to our head garbage. Don't let your insecurities hold you back to live like no one is judging you. Boy, that is a, that does sound good, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. But again, we all get insecure. We all get we it. Think we're being judged when really, who cares what people think? <laughs> people are thinking about themselves and you. So exactly. And if they're judging you, that's their business. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how can we find and support you? Um, my website, please visit my website, uh, rondasalvestrini.com. There's a lot of great information there. I have videos and ways that I can help you along your writing journey. Nice, beautiful. And you also have your kiss your stuff goodbye call, right? I do, please. Yes. Uh, feel free to uh, schedule a kiss your stuck goodbye strategy call with me and mm. would love to hear about your writing journey and how I can help you kiss that stuck goodbye. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fabulous. Thank you so much. That's awesome. And one final question, as you know, we are rise up for you. So when you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? Rise up for you means to me having standards for yourself that are higher than anyone else's for you and to keep pushing yourself to participate, but be accountable as well. Don't let yourself down, but also have some self-compassion. 
treat yourself better than you would treat your best friend. I mean, we all know that we treat our friends sometimes better than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And know that you are on a fantastic journey. Keep learning, keep writing, but at the same time, keep a sense of humor about life. Mm, love that. So true. We take everything way too serious. Oh, man. <laughs> right? Especially these days. Way oh, boy. <laughs> I know. I know. We got to laugh a little and, and laugh at ourselves. And like you said, not, you know, feel everyone's judging you and, and just be on your path and your journey and, uh, and get your message out in the world because that's what people mm -hmm. need, you know. People need your message. They're waiting to hear from you. They need your knowledge and expertise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Rhonda, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Love that conversation. I know it served our audience. And I just, uh, again, honor you for the work that you're doing in the world and absolutely adore you. Thank you so much, Leanne. This was such a great honor. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. Some great nuggets today. So pen to paper, just right. Don't edit know your what, your why, why you want to write, why do you want to get content out there, right? So, so many great nuggets there and uh, so love uh, Rhonda and the work she's doing in the world and, uh, and you, you know, it's time to get your message out there. So whatever medium or way feels good for you, just do it and don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Get your message out there. The world is waiting for you. And um, like I said before, uh, we're always here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. So grab your free uh, Becoming Your Best Self startup kit either through our website, riseupforyou.com, or text RISE Podcast to 797979. That's RISE Podcast to 797979. Go ahead and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and like our Facebook page so you know when I'm going live and you can join in. Bye for now.